following podcast contains spoilers and words like f**k, f**k, and f**k. We watch it. Thank you for Hello, everybody, and welcome back to We Watched a Thing. You got Billy and Dave. How you doing, mate? I'm good, buddy. How you going? I'm good. I've been looking forward to this one, and I know you have too. This is I'm I'm, I'm giddy like a schoolgirl. I'm so excited. <laughs> it's been about a month or so since we did our top five hidden gems, uh, where of course the only prerequisite was that the only per- that the other person hadn't seen it. So that's that's how hidden it had to be. And with with you, that was tough because you've seen everything. <laughs> but so here we are for for report card time mate we're gonna check it how should we actually should we give them like an a to f scale like a report card i i, I want some sort of a rating yeah all right well this is this is going to be fun um how about you kick us off then um i don't recall the order that you gave them to me in yeah you- i was i no, but i was thinking about this i reckon we do them in the order from most enjoyed to least enjoyed Okay, so start so, with the one I liked. Start most. with the one you liked most. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well that's that's a very easy first cab off the rank. Then um, I'm going to start with Better Off Ted. Okay. Oh, good. The, I was. This was the one I was most worried about because, oh, like seriously? I said, like I said when I recommended it, it is the one that is the most kind of straight sitcommy. Like you could, it would be very easy for someone to watch one random episode of this show and go, "Oh, there's nothing really special about that." But there's something about this show that I find really special and comforting. And oh, it's, I'm it's, glad it's you a enjoyed really, it. Really, really good sitcom. It is. Um, it's very, very funny. <laughs> it's like. All the best sitcoms, and I'm I'm like you. I'm a I'm a sitcom fan. Yeah, but yeah. um, like all of the best ones of of, I mean, I say recent years. It's probably not recent years, but it, yeah. it feels it, it it's not like Cheers or something. So, um, it the writing is is really really sharp. The characters are, are fantastic. The cast is awesome. Yeah, and uh, Jay Harrington. This <laughs> is I, I I didn't know this, but but. I have since found out Jay Harrington, who's Ted, was the star of the American remake of a show that I gave you. Really? Can can you guess which one? Coupling? Yep. (laughs) Wow. So Jay Jay Harrington was Jack Davenport. (laughs) Yeah, right. Okay. Um, But, yeah, I mean, that, that American version of that show was- (laughs) <laughs> fucking horrendous, but um, he's he's perfect in this. Portia de Rossi was yeah. amazing. Yeah. Andrea Anders, who uh, I love I, her. I yep. she she looked familiar, um, and I couldn't put my finger on why. You said she. I mean, fuck. <laughs> I, 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 I literally I don't even remember if I watched Joey. That's how <laughs> yeah. forgettable. Yeah, so that was. she's like the lead romantic interest in Joey. That's that's the thing. Other than this, that I believe I know her the most from. But See, the, I've definitely uh, seen her pop up in a few other things. I, I did work out why she looked familiar. She's Mrs. Ted Lasso. So, so she's not a main oh, character yes, in that, but yes. she's in a few episodes over Zoom calls and stuff. Yeah. And that's why she looked familiar. Yeah. Um, but the, the the hidden gem of this show for me, which I, I didn't know going in, obviously, until I started watching it, was um, Jonathan Slaven, 
who's placed one of the scientists. Yeah. Yeah, he, those scientists I, I are hilarious. I fucking <laughs> love him. Yeah. Um, most uh, most recently, the thing I've, I'd seen him in was um, Santa Clarita Diet, where he's yeah. fucking hilarious. But he's always so funny. So that was a, a nice surprise for him to crop up. But yeah. it's it's so fucking funny. It is. It's, it's one of the rare, like I. Uh, same as you, I love sitcoms, and I could watch a sitcom all day, every day. This is one of the few ones that still on rewatches actually actively makes me laugh out loud. Like I rewatch, oh, I rewatch really Friends funny. from start to finish at least once a year, but rarely these days does it really make me laugh out loud. Oh no, it's it's, it's it. more it's more like a comfy blanket. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but- because you you're never gonna laugh, mu- you know, a lot. When you can recite the thing by heart, yeah, and, and that's I, I, true. I'm yeah. much the same with friends. I mean, I can I can sit there and 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 do it line yeah. for line. So you're not going to laugh out loud because the surprise isn't there. Yeah, and yeah. it's more of a it, it's with with a few exceptions. Friends is kind of the 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 sitcom equivalent of like easy listening radio. Yeah, it's no, true. It's, yeah. it's not it's not pushing boundaries in <laughs> it's most not cases. Edgy or anything. Yeah. Uh, yeah, with the exception of Ross rolling. Uh, uh, <laughs> Rachel rolling over the apple juice and going, "Oh, sorry." <laughs> yes. it, it's it's never going to be really risque. Whereas some of the comedy in Better Off Ted, it's quite dry and cynical. Oh, it is. I love the corporate humor in it, like the, the, the I love com- the little the interstitials is- of the company's new products oh, and stuff. That's that's that that's got a real. <laughs> they get me every time. <laughs> v- Paul Verhoeven, Starship Troopers kind yeah. of feel, which I love. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, just the the the. the, the I mean, this company could be Evil Corp from Mr. Robot. Yes, yeah. They are so unscrewed that they freeze poor old Jonathan Slavin. (laughs) Yeah. They they can cryogenically freeze this fucker. Is that the same episode too? When he wakes up, he keeps screaming? Yes. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Oh, Oh, my God. God, I'm so, funny. so I'm so glad you enjoy this show. So did you? And it's it also gets a check for having a child actor who is fucking great. Yeah. Yes. Ted's Ted's, Ted's daughter. daughter. Yeah. And she's really young. I mean, she's under ten, surely. Yeah, definitely for sure. And yeah. she is. I mean, she she holds her own against Portia de Rossi, who's one of the greatest comic actresses on the last twenty yeah. years on yeah. TV. Yeah. Um. And she holds her own. She is fabulous as well. So I I had a blast with this. I got. I know we had to do three episodes. Um, I think I'm up to episode twenty, and I yeah, think it's only, nice. there's only there's only like twenty six or something. So yeah, um, and the only reason I didn't finish it is because I suddenly went shit. I've got four other shows I've got to watch. <laughs> yeah. Yep, yep. Um, but yeah, a massive thanks for. Oh, this is. I'm a, so glad. This is. Uh, um, teacher gives this an A. Excellent. Like I said, this was the one I was most most cautious about. So. Well, from one sitcom to another, because, (laughs) (laughs) and this was actually, I got to say, this was tough. I I really enjoyed just about every show you gave me and picking the one that goes at the top is really, uh, it's coupling, obviously. And the reason it's coupling is because this is the show that Noosk most enjoyed as well. So I predicted that as well. (laughs) We put on episode one and that night we burned through like almost the entire first season, which of course, (laughs) you know, British television, I think it's 10 episodes for season one. This show was absolutely hilarious. And, you know, it is very easy when you're familiar with something to look at it and go like, oh, yeah, it's the British Friends. But it's not really. No. Like, it's, no. you know, it's got your similarities in the terms of it's about a group of, you know, 
30 something friends three men three women yeah you know that's kind of where the comparison ends really i think the humor is very distinctly british but it's funny it's not you know when you think of british humor i think generally you think of quite dry humor mm. and i i think that this there are times where it borders more into like the surreal like i think it's in episode two when uh our lead character i forget all of their names <laughs> oh steve steve when he's he's about to um bone the cute blonde lady and he opens the bedside drawer to find her, <laughs> her dildo and it just keeps pulling out longer and longer and longer and like it cuts away from him so, and so back why to does him, she like, have so many times. batteries <laughs> It cuts away and then back to him like 10 <coughs> times. And every time it cuts to him, it just gets even funnier. <laughs> like, you know, and there's something kind of mythical about it, like opening the briefcase in Pulp Fiction, where it's like the, <laughs> the drawer is almost glowing at him. Like, so many of the jokes in this show still land, like, you know, however many years later. Like, this was still absolutely hilarious to watch so yeah we we burnt through like and there were several jokes that you had mentioned the um oh, the, the giggle, giggle loop. loop yep <laughs> that, melty man <laughs> yeah yep yep that all got us so i mean this of all of the shows this is the one absolutely that we will watch through to the end like oh, there's no fantastic. question that this show is going to I think plans are to watch it tonight when we're done recording. So, oh, brilliant. <laughs> yeah. So, fair, fair warnings. Season three is not as good as two and one because nah, that happens. Doesn't um, it? Jeff isn't in it. Oh, really? He's I there's, like a, there's, Jeff. there's a there's another fake Jeff. I mean, yeah. I think um, the actor had gone over to the states. He he was a um, main role in uh, the. the New Adventures of Sabrina and yeah, right. a few other yeah. things. So well, this is the interesting thing about the show and the way it treats its characters. Like Jeff is the most cartoony of the characters. Like you, Jeff and Jane are, are your kind of Joey and Phoebe equivalents. Yeah, but, exactly. But they're much more than that. They're not like I mean, okay, early days. It's not like you've hit that flanderization point yet that sitcoms tend to do. But they are very, very human at the same time. They're not just kind of caricatures of people. They are like real people. And yeah. some of Jeff's stuff, like that first episode where he's talking about the unflushable. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It just it just got me. <laughs> Teacher show gives an A. Show us the breast. No, 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 not that one. We want the good one. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, that was so good. <laughs> I, was, I was, yeah, when you messaged me saying, I think you, you were saying that you were on- um, uh, the Giggle Loop episode, yeah. and I knew I knew that Inferno was next, and I was. <laughs> I think that's probably my favourite episode. Just not not so much from. I mean, every, start to finish, I think it's that's an incredibly written episode of TV. Yes, yeah, but the 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 bit that I still collapse laughing is when Jane gets herself seconds of lamb at the dinner. <laughs> and and is is ah. look, <laughs> looking at the vegetarian just going Meh. yeah 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 oh but even the whole sequence of Steve <clears throat> explaining the plot of Inferno <laughs> and trying to pretend like it's not what it very clearly is so, and then and then she decides that she also needs a spanking <laughs> she feels very badly about her film yeah. Oh. Oh, excellent! Uh, so, what's what's your what's your number two? Uh, that's that. I'm sure you're giving it like an A or a B or something. For yes, teacher gives an A for excellent. Yes, excellent choice. <laughs> Alrighty, so from there, I think next uh, would have to be quiz. 
Okay, yes, the miniseries, yep. Yep. Um, uh, I, I said when you when you were describing it, it, it there were shades of Robert Redford's quiz show, which I'm a huge fan of. Yep. Um, and it, it is, it's kind of like a the British version of a similar real-life story. Um, yep. But the weird thing about this, and, and you did allude to it a little bit, and I had seen a clip of the real Chris Tarrant being interviewed, um, yeah. which I stumbled across when I was sort of uh, looking this up just before I put it on to read about the real, refresh my mind about the, the story itself, where he was saying basically, of course they cheated. It's so obvious in hindsight. <laughs> it's, it's, it, it's, you know, it, 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 no one in their right mind could ever believe that there was any sh- even a shadow of doubt. So I was kind of coming into it when I started the Yeah, with a bit of prejudice. Episode. Absolutely prejudice going, well, surely yeah. so much would be looked into before a story like this ever got to the public eye. Yeah, for sure, yeah. Um, and for the first episode I was uh, convinced, oh, well, they're, they're guilty. So, yeah. you know, it's but Matthew McFadden is such a good actor and he's so good in this. He's excellent. And yeah. um, his, his wife, whose name escapes me, but she's Fleabag's sister in Fleabag. Yeah. Um, yep. is also great. I found her brother intensely annoying, but I suppose it was the, that was the point. <laughs> yep. the, the, the surprise for me, who I didn't know was in it, because you didn't mention it, fucking Michael Sheen as Chris Tarrant. Yes. Amazing. He is great. Yeah. Oh, I, my. I he's great. It, excellent. It, t- it took me about half an episode to re- even twig that it was him. Yeah. I mean, he, he's so transformed in this. Yeah. I was sort of going, oh, yeah. That dude looks a bit like Michael Sheen playing as Uriphale in Good Omens. Yeah, he's got with the, with the white with the wig on, and then I go, "It fucking is Michael Sheen." Yeah, he's amazing. Yeah. Um, but then in the second episode where you start to where, where you're with, I think that's when the second one's when you're with uh, McFadden and his wife. So yeah. The, yeah, the first one's the show, and then but yeah, and you, I really and love the structure of it because yeah, I so s- that entire first episode, <clears throat> I think they are in it, but that is really about like the creation of the show, and it yeah. kind of gets you on like the BBC or whoever it is, it gets you on their side straight away, and then yeah, by the yeah, end, uh, def- definitely. I mean, Paul Paul Smith, the the, the head of um, uh, what are they called, Celador? Yeah. Very much sort of the hero of the piece. And and even it, in, when you're in the third episode, you're sort of, I was kind of in his corner for the whole thing. Yeah. Um, but the second episode, I was sort of started going, well, you know, maybe, maybe, is he, maybe he's not. I mean, uh, yeah. I know his, his wife's a bit of a nutbag and her brother's a complete ass. Yeah. But maybe, maybe he's, he's just seems like a bit of a kind of a bumbling, <laughs> very, very, do- yes. very British and, and all the rest of it. Yeah. And then- by the time I got to the third one, the third episode, I was again oh, thinking for the first two thirds of the last episode, they're definitely guilty. Yeah. Tara was right. They're obviously guilty. I feel bad for him because he's, he's, he just seems like he's completely whipped and his yeah. wife's beaten him into this and um, I feel bad. But when you get to the, the actual court case bit of the, the yes. episode, yeah, and they say, and and then they st- they drop all of these massive fact, you know, sort of mic drop moments of oh, like oh, like the yes, number of the, coughs those, per those, minute, yeah, the, those yeah. nineteen coughs are really telling. 
until you look at the fact there were 192 costs. And then she yeah. plays the footage. They're just of, the ones they boosted the volume on. And, and, the, like, and the, the fact they boosted the volume, they edited the tape together and then destroyed the originals. They And then when their um, QC, um, yeah. the defence QC, plays the woman that won a previous million and there yeah. were coughs all the way through, all of these things yes. start to go, oh, my God. Maybe, oh, my God. And I was so intrigued, I actually went off and on YouTube you could actually watch every single yes, question the of, of the yes. real show. And I'm now convinced he's fucking innocent. <laughs> same, same. That, I just found this miniseries absolutely fascinating. I thought it was so well constructed and written and put together, the way that it's very perfectly split in those three episodes that almost tell different sides of the story almost with the final yeah being that court case i was the same i walked away going there is no way this guy cheated i just don't think it's possible like how could he identify the and then also when you find out that the guy who was supposedly helping him cheat had some condition that just made him cough it's he's got an uncontrollable cough and and the other bit which got me which um the thing that made me flip-flop the most when they showed um his wife looking up at the monitor and very distinctly made it look like, oh, she's waiting until she thinks the camera's off her before she coughs because she thinks that when when she's not on screen, she's not being recorded. And then when – and I was like – God, she really is. I can see that. They're right. I can see her doing it. Oh, you lying fucking bitch. Oh. And then the the defence QC comes on and goes, and is that what you were doing? She's like, No. They put you behind your husband and I couldn't see his face and I was I knew he was nervous. The only way I could see his face and feel connected to him was to yeah. look and see him on screen. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry I doubted you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's yeah, very, very well written. Yes. And it, it, it really made me think because we get a, you get a lot of these sort of, you know, three-part, you know, reenactments of real-life crime stories, whatever. Yeah. And- Sometimes they're really good. Most of the time they're not. And it really made me think about, geez, a good writer is everything on a, on yeah. a TV show. Yeah. It's like, like with, as you were saying, with, with, with Coupling as well, Stephen Moffat, who um, created that, who also did the best stuff on Doctor Who and created Sherlock and created Press Gang from when I was a kid. Good TV writers uh, make or break a show. Yeah. More than the more than the cast, more than anything, it's it's all down to the writing. Yeah, nice. So what's uh, what's the grade, mate? Um, I'm going to say B plus, just because Better Off Ted was so good. I can't quite <laughs> put them on the same. Yeah, um, but it, it's, yeah. it's, 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 it, it, it's a really great miniseries, and I, yeah. I'm really glad because I'd never even heard of it, and I'm really yeah, glad nice. I watched it. Nice, excellent. All right, well, my number two choice which I also very much enjoyed, but Noosk did not enjoy this anywhere near as much as I did, is The Magicians. Yes! So, from the moment it's- So, three of the shows you gave me, I didn't even need to- You know, we had the three-episode rule. I was I was hooked by the end of the first episode of three, oh, three wow. shows, and The Magicians Excellent. was one of them. I do agree with- no- Noosk doesn't like it as much as I do. She doesn't like- Mostly the characters, just like as a general rule, she thinks they're all kind of dicks <laughs> and she thinks most of the acting is pretty bad. And I do have to kind of agree with her. Oh, this is hurting. <laughs> but 
it's so much fun that I don't care. <laughs> like I'm just I'm just into it. Like I actually quite like our lead character. Who would get why am I so bad with names? <laughs> Quentin Quentin Water. Quentin Coldwater, yes, very cool name. I actually quite like him, and I like his kind of obsession with those children's books and he, the way that that's obviously building the, to something. Like, yeah, and and uh, I mean, she might not stick with it if she's not a, a fan. But the first one or two episodes, his personality is not really there. Yeah, I, I'm sure that's deliberate because he's coming out of the institution, the, the mental institute, yeah. and he's you know. He he doesn't come into his own until he's sort of uh, sort of part way through that first season. Yeah. yeah. But for me, though, he's almost kind of the not boring, but the the less interesting centre. Yeah. And, and it's Elliot and and Margot and the yeah. the other ones again, that bring the colour. Both of those. <laughs> Oh, she doesn't hate Elliot. Elliot's possibly him. my favourite character she of any show in history. The only character she probably hates more than Elliot is um, Penny. Oh, Penny's very annoying initially, but he's meant, he's meant to be because he's meant to be almost yeah. the antagonist, even though he's one of the yeah. crew. Yeah, no, but I, I I was hooked instantly. I just think that the story, uh, it made me want to read the books for sure. Oh, um, brilliant. Because I just think that the story was so much fun. And like, sure, it's not, like it's not an original premise by any stretch, but it still it feels original to me. It doesn't, and it's not. It's it doesn't not feel like it's a rip off of. Le- you know, like Lev Grossman's been very open, saying he wrote it because because he, loved, he was inspired. He loved Narnia. Yeah, he loved Narnia, Harry Potter. Yep, and exactly. he always thought, what if it wasn't a kid stuff? Yeah, you know, and I think it, that that he's works not- tremendously well because you can feel those homages, and they do feel more like homages than. Ripoffs, like they don't oh, the, the, feel the like- Narnia illusions oh. are so replete through it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and more so, it, 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 you'll find it if you keep watching. Yeah, the, all the way through, it's it's there. It's it's so apparent. Yeah, yeah. No, I was I was hooked on this one straight away. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep watching this for sure. I, I don't know if I'll be able to get Noose to keep going, but I'm I'm gonna watch this one. Did, did you get to any of the musical episodes? No, we only this one. We only watched the first three. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, you've, you've barely scraped the surface then. But but it is fun because it, it feels, in a lot of ways, it feels more like a kind of teen show, which I know that you're very prone to, you know, Vampire Diaries. And, <laughs> and, and I'm, I, I'm the I same. Don't, like, I don't think of this in the same vein, though. No, well, that's what I was going to say. It feels like it in a lot of ways. You know, you've got the kind of college setting and this group of young friends kind of, you know, but it doesn't. I mean, so far anyway, in these first three episodes, it's not kind of about the relationships or anything. And there is a lot more grown up stuff like the, oh, yeah. you know, oh. the, the demon who comes yep. into the room whose face is made of moths and stuff. Yeah. You know, it's not like horrific, but there's kind of horror elements to a it's lot of the stuff that creep- happens. That, it's, that's, I found that pretty creepy. Yeah. And, and yeah. there is definitely um, blood to come. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that, you, that you're not up to yet. It's it's not a, a sort of a YA show by any stretch of the imagination. Um, yeah. So, yeah, mate, possi- and I hadn't thought about this in, in, when I was recommending it. Might be good that Noose bowed out because <laughs> it, it does get darker. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. And miles in your future, but the final episode of season four is 
one of the most moving things I've ever seen on any show in my life. Yeah, right. Yeah. And and that's not just me. I've, I've other people um, online, even even in the, some of the uh, online groups that that we're both in, uh, yeah. would back me up. It, it is heart wrenching. Yeah. Right. So yeah. So yep. Hooked on this one. Great recommendation. I'm giving it a B plus. Oh, I'm so pleased. <laughs> Alrighty, what am I? Uh, I'm I'm kind of torn as to order now. I think, I think I'm going to put Joe Schmo. Okay, yeah. Next, um, this was a weird one um, <laughs> because I I was coming in kind of knowing what it was because I, yeah. I I did watch I think the first episode many years ago whenever it was on, um, and and then didn't continue with it, but. I've I'm, I've watched I think I want to say like six episodes something like okay. that. Okay, so you liked um, it enough to watch more than the three? Oh yeah, for sure. It, it's I mean I, I have to say I think it is one of the cleverest premises for yeah. a show I've come across. It's it's it really really clever, and not just the idea of having a reality show where it's not really a reality show. Yeah. It's it's if anything, it's got more in common with punk than it does with Big Brother. Yeah. Um, but watching it, not only did I find myself sort of vacillating between thinking this is so funny, yeah, and then thinking this is the cruelest practical joke I've ever I, seen committed to film. Yeah. That's what I was saying to you when I recommended <laughs> it too. It's really interesting because you would, like, just by the virtue of the premise, it sounds like it's at this guy's expense, but it's actually not. Like, very oh, they, early they, on, like, they've, they've done an amazing- very apparent that they all care about him. Oh, at several to the point points. where you can tell as it goes on that even the cast feel absolutely terrible about oh, the entire th- several times show. they when they're having their sort of production meetings they find a, a reason to gather in the trailer because he's you know they send him off to do a diary entry or something yeah and you can see that they you know particularly um and i'm not gonna i'm not gonna remember his name but the guy that plays sort of the best friend the kind kip. of um no 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 not 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 kip the gay guy though the i think his name's brian oh right yes yeah who's 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 also the, the one who's also one of the writers yep yep um he he had had a, a one episode where he was saying to camera you know none of us thought going into this yeah that we, we all thought this was just a bit of fun we never thought there'd be real emotions and it, it came after I think the old military guy, I think it's Earl, got voted off. Yes. And, um, and Joe cried. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and because he'd, <laughs> I mean, he'd been actively trying to get uh, Ashley, the the kind of hot, hot yuppie chick, yep. off because he had the hots for her. And then she said she had, she was, had a thing for the host. And so he went, <laughs> oh, fuck you then. And so he went around campaigning to try and get her off. And then Earl got her. But then, Earl gave his farewell speech where this hard old, you know, ex-military guy thanked Kip, the gay guy, for opening his eyes to different yeah. ways of life and stuff. And I found myself getting moved by that speech. And I knew it was <laughs> fucking bullshit. Yeah. He's an actor. Yeah. Kip's Lance Kroll. He's not a cat yeah. little struggling gay guy. Yep. The characters aren't real. The speech was fake. 
And I still found myself getting. It, I kept. Yeah. I kept falling into the trap of thinking that the reality show was real and that these yes. people were real, yeah. which is a credit to the actors, apart yeah. from as oh, much yeah, as anything definitely. else. And for them to keep it um, up the way they do, like, and 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 sort of be ad libbing yeah. the whole thing was, was it's it's a lot more impressive than you think. Kind of would think in yeah, passing definitely. about the yes. show, the acting, the the way that they kept it going with. I mean, it's always impressive. I mean, one of my favourite films of all time is this low-budget sci-fi thing called Coherence, which I'm not sure if you've seen it or not. It's it's not seen, you know, not very widely seen, but it's an incredibly convoluted sci-fi film that had and it had no script. It's an ensemble cast. The only person of any notes, Xander from Buffy, but the rest of them are unknowns, and the whole thing is ad-libbed. And that's a film, and and that's impressive. This yeah. is a series that ran for multiple episodes. Yeah, yeah. And not only is it basically ad libbed the entire time, but it's ad libbed where one of the cast are not aware. So it's not like you can ad lib a scene and then go, "Oh fuck, that didn't really work." Let's oh, kind yeah, of yeah. why They're don't we try this for weeks straight <laughs> with with no rehearsal yeah. and no no do overs. Yeah, I agree. I and- think it's just so impressive. And, it, like, to me, it's a show about, which is my favourite kind of thing. This is why I love this show. It's about what it is to be human. Like, I know that sounds so wanky. It sounds but- incredibly wanky, but it's, <laughs> it, it is also true. Yeah, it's, um- it's a show about, like, human and, and how we interact with each other and how we, like, it's just, it's so much smarter than I think it even appears just on its own. I think it's smarter than anyone who even came up with the concept realized it was at the time. Oh, it's like, not, yeah, you wouldn't you wouldn't really know until after you yeah. started going into it. And I've I I haven't got to the end. Yeah. So I, I, I haven't seen kind of the denouement where he realizes the, yeah. and, and I can only imagine it would just his world is just oh. gonna come crumbling down. Don't spoil it. <laughs> um <laughs> but even watching it on the way through, I'm thinking, "What is this? How is how is he ever going to go on with his life?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. He will be going through normal situations in his life five years from now yep. and be thinking, "Do you mean that? Yeah, or is this <laughs> fake? Is is anything real?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just it, uh, quite incredible. Oh, I'm glad you he's, enjoyed he's, this one. I thought well, he, I thought that we were now <clears throat> up to number three. I thought maybe these would be like getting quite weak, but I'm glad to hear that you still enjoyed this one. No, because it's it's kind of it, like um, Ed TV and um, uh, what was the the rip off one that did better that had uh, Truman Kerry Show. In it? Truman Show. Yeah, it's it's kind of I mean it's the same sort of thing where you've got this schmuck that doesn't know that everyone's watching him. Yeah, and he thinks it's real. And once that band aid gets ripped off, how do yeah. you ever go back to trusting people again? Yeah, well, for, it's really interesting. My memory is that after the final, there is another episode which is like six months later or something. Oh, it's like thank a, God! Like reuniting the car, and that that's really interesting as well to see him like, and it's the first time he's kind of talking to these people, knowing that they're actors and stuff. Um, so I mean, definitely I mean, watch pa- that one as well. Particularly. Yeah. Um, Brian, who's the the one who's also the writer. Yeah, I'm I'm only halfway through, but already this is like the best friend Matt's had in his life. Yeah, yeah. How is? Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, so what's the what's the rating? Uh, give it a B, but it, it could well go up. It depends yeah. on how it. You know, right. I, I haven't managed to to get through the the season yet, and I, I'm definitely keen to watch that. I think it's the second season where you said there's two of them, and one of them yes. is out <laughs> yeah. and and joins yep. that. Uh, that I'm really keen for yep. as well. Nice. It's a, a good premise. Yeah. All right. Well, my number three um, is the one where I have to tell you I've broken the rules on, and I haven't watched all three episodes yet. <laughs> But I feel like that's okay because I was hooked after one episode. Oh, and the cool. only reason I haven't is because this is this is the miniseries. This is The Lost Room, which uh-huh. I loved, but I just have not had the time because each episode is like an hour and a half and trying to get that all <laughs> in. But I, I was hooked 10 minutes in. You were, you're right. This show is like X-Files. Like even yeah. the music, it's not done by Mark Snow, but it has that same feeling and tone to it where it just felt comforting and like home to me. Uh, and I just I, found the whole I premise- I knew this would would resonate with you. Yeah. The whole premise is really interesting because it's it's kind of mixes all these genres together. And at the end of the day, uh, it has a real quest and purpose to it because there's the objects- that he has to find. He doesn't know how many. He doesn't know what they look like. He doesn't know really anything about them. And that, as a concept, I just think is really fun and inventive. And I like. I find it really interesting that this got made really as a as an original miniseries. But I'm really, really hooked on this so far. Yeah, I, I mean, I, th- I, th- I think I, I'm sure I was effusive about it uh, when I. I- put it in the mix. It's one of the most perfect miniseries I've, I've ever seen. And yeah. I, I, if I had to pick, I think the TV miniseries is my favorite medium of storytelling. It's, it's that, so rarely it's done. that, <laughs> it's, it's, it's that perfect mix between feature film, yeah. which has big budget and gets, you know, to, to, to be really impressive on that front versus TV show where you've got character development. So a miniseries, you get more character development yeah. than you do. It's kind of like watching a, you know, a 9, 10, 15, whatever hour movie. Yeah, yeah. Often in terms of budget. But you've got a beginning, a middle, and an end. It's a it's a cons- complete story, which you often don't get with TV shows because they yeah. drag on for years and years. Or yes. they cancelled early they're and had to go, oh, let's wrap yeah. it up. A miniseries is kind of like the perfect – and some yeah, of my yeah. favourite TV, like The Lost Room, like – I don't know if you've ever seen – there was a, probably my gr- favourite miniseries of all time is a thing called Edge of Darkness, which was a 1980s British thing no, about – No, I haven't. Um, with uh, Bob Peck and Joe Don Baker. Yeah. I might – I may well put that. If we do a second round of this, <laughs> yeah. that'll be in there. Um, but – yeah, it's it's such a perfect medium for storytelling. Yeah. Well, it is it is nice. Like I said, I haven't had a chance yet to watch episode two and three, but it is so nice knowing that I'll well, do, I'll see te- this te- complete story. Te- <laughs> like technically, the Lost Room is six episodes, but they put them out as two episodes per thing. So ah, you've done right. you've you've done two thirds of the required reading. Well, there, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I I yeah, I really really liked this show instantly. It was just it was comforting to me, and it probably part of that probably is my love of the X Files because this does have a very very similar tone, like very like strikingly similar. Oh, like, yeah, not I- just in like it, the score helps a lot, but just the the plotting and the 
It's there's, clever. There's a certain it's, level it's, of predictability to it as well, which feels like a Monster of the Week episode of The X-Files, where I feel like I'm going to feel comforted by the end of it, even though what's happening now isn't very nice, like his daughter's mm. missing and stuff. But there's there's kind of just something comforting about it. Yeah. Mm. And it's, it's clever sci-fi, which I don't think we get enough of. Yeah. It's more so now than- um, it kind of feels like a. It should have been back in the eighties or early nineties when you did have the X Files and things like that. And yeah, sci fi was a little bit more still hanging on to that Twilight Zone outer limits clever writing where you yeah. had you had people like Heinlein and Arthur C. Clarke and that writing for TV. Um, yeah. Sci fi now is very much the post Star Trek sort of stuff, which yeah. is I, I love, but it's different. It's a different yeah. sort of thing. It's not that kind of terrestrial, earth-based, clever sci-fi, which I love so much. I, I this was the first thing that I this was the first one on the list when we when we said we were doing this. I thought like, yeah, I knew this would be right up your alley. Yeah, nice. Yep. Well, I give it a B. Very, very enjoyable. Yep. Alrighty. Now this is very tricky because. I'm going to put these last two in one order. Okay. But I have a very strong suspicion that that order will change <laughs> once I've watched more. Yeah. So at the moment, I'm going to put Devil is a Part-Timer next. Okay. All right. Um, and I've got to tell you, of all five, this was the probably the roughest of the first episodes. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, didn't, I didn't hate it. I watched it with Ayla and and she was well right into it. Yeah. Obviously being anime, I was kind of like, oh, <laughs> on paper I like the idea. It's kind of like Lucifer. I like, you know, devils working at McDonald's. It's kind of fun. Yeah. But oh, geez, that was that was a struggle <laughs> to get through. Um episode 2 was kind of okay. It's a, yeah, okay. I'm kind of the, the the characterizations are starting to build up, you know. But yep. episode three, I really liked. Nice, nice. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know if it was the fact that this that your central character Satan or whatever his name is in it, yeah, started to become kind of more human and more cynical and more dry. Yes, yeah. In his delivery. Yeah. And that and you got um the female yeah, whatever her name is, the hero <coughs> LC or uh, uh Amelia. Amelia. Yeah. Um came into the picture and, and the 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 kind of two way two, back and forth between them was really enjoyable. Yeah. Where yeah. you can tell that there's probably gonna end up being a romance <laughs> there down the track. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. at the moment they're just being really, really biting and, and cutting back and forth, and and yeah. it, I, I really enjoyed that. I really enjoyed um, uh, the offsider demon guy, who's yes. basically yeah. kind of this <laughs> become like a housewife, uh, like a, a camp butler at this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, who's and, who's and so she, obsessed with his master <clears throat> as well? Like he just oh, thinks yeah. he's like and, the greatest thing ever. <laughs> and and she comes in and is mocking the dinner, and and he's like, "Well, what do you expect me to do with three pickles and a whatever?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, I started to really enjoy it. So did uh did Ayla keep watching this one with you as well? Um. No, but not because she didn't want to. 
um, just because I was getting close to crunch time and thought I'd <laughs> I need to I need to pump out two more episodes. Um, <clears throat> and she was a little bit crestfallen when I said I'd gone back and watched episodes two and three without her. So we might have yeah. to revisit those. Um, but I, I think we'll we'll keep going. F- for a while, anyway. Um, okay, yeah. And so, anime is not my bag. Yeah. Um, it, it's, uh, but but the characters in this are intriguing enough that I, I do want to keep going at least for a bit longer and and yeah. kind of I think see, thing, see I whether think, that takes off or not. I um, think anime. There's something generally kind of like inherently goofy about it, and particularly like with this one. You know, it is kind of a silly premise there is some silliness to it but i do think that the characters are intriguing and especially and it, yeah it after a few episodes well it and, it and it doesn't have the quite the level of that kind of really japanese silliness which uh, yeah it just it just doesn't resonate with me i, I know what our mutual friend dan brennick is a huge fan of one piece which my kids are particularly my yeah. youngest leah is a massive fan of and I try and watch it with her, and I tried to watch it because I know it's Dan's one of his favorite shows. Yeah, and I, I just can't. I can't get into. It's too silly. I, yeah. I sit there yeah. going, I can't engage with these characters because the animation yeah. is so kind of childish and silly. And yeah. I know that. I know that's just that. That's my failing. It's just not something that resonates with me. I, I'm I'm the same. This because- for me is probably a about as silly as I can get with anime. I mostly prefer, like, the very kind of grown-up dark stuff. My favourite is Death Note, which I couldn't I'm- recommend here because it's it's not a hidden gem. It's, like, a, a very yeah. popular show, but it is insanely- Oh, my God. I think that's I, one of the I best I need to check that out shows. because, I, yeah, I think I said last time, I I actually quite enjoyed the Willem Dafoe live-action <laughs> thing, which, which yeah. I know is very frowned upon, but it's only because I've got no- Oh, I mean, you you would so- you would hundred percent love the anime, even though it's anime. It is it has the best cliffhangers of every I, single episode. You're just like, holy shit! I need to see what happens next. I, well, I recently to, for for the um, movie Scavenger Hunt that that um, Josh Ragland's got on the Countdown uh, yep. channel. Uh, one of those was an anime, and and I knew how highly your name was. Oh, um, yeah. Thought of, um, I know uh, Dean Jeffrey and Dan Henderson are particularly big fans of. So I watched it and I fucking loved it. Yeah. Uh, it yeah, was yeah, moving. Yeah. It was beautiful because it had none of the silliness. Oh, it was just, I mean, you should And, and you should I love uh, Studio um, Ghibli and that sort of stuff. I, I love all of that. So yeah. um, it's not the animation style. That was, yeah. that's beautiful. Yeah. It's, it's, I guess it's just the tone that it takes. And yeah. from when I was younger, I was probably more into it. Yeah. Um, as a, you know, obviously, I was into the video nasty ones like Urutz, Urutsuka Doji, Legend of the Overfiend, and yeah. Fist of the North Star, and all yes, those things. Yeah, love Fist um, of the North Star. Yes, <laughs> um, and Akira, obviously, yeah. um, at the time. And uh, I don't know if you've seen it. There's one which is an incredible film called Perfect Blue. I haven't seen it. No, um, no. that that's that's probably the best anime I've ever seen. That that's a, 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 yeah, right. a really really beautiful film. Yeah. Um, so I do. I, I guess yeah. It's this. It's the silliness. It's the you know crying yeah. in the eye. The water squirting sideways <laughs> yeah, out of the yeah, eyes. Yeah. And, <laughs> um, so, but but there wasn't too much of that in this. And I think the characters and the and the, vo- the uh, even the English voice acting. Um, I couldn't work out a way to have it undubbed, but <laughs> yeah. whatever. Um, 
it, we sort of overcame the the little bit of silliness that was there. And I, by the episode three, I was really enjoying it. So we'll, I'll definitely keep going. Yeah. At the moment, it's a it's a. I'm going to say C plus, and that feels really harsh. But <laughs> looking at the fact that I've seen three episodes and one of yep. them I really enjoyed, that is C plus. But I think if it, if it's more like the third episode, as I keep yep. going, yeah, I can see this sort of settling I'm around glad, a, I'm around glad a you B. It enough, but that that makes me sad for what's going to be last. Then, but <laughs> well, I did I- say I did say the order of these last two yep. is, is quite hard to pick, and, yeah. and you'll understand when I get to the last yeah. one. Yeah. All right. Well, my number four, this was the one show that for me, similar to um, Devil is a Part-Time, if you took more than the one episode. This was the first one I watched where I was like, okay, I'll I'll see what happens next. And by, again, by episode three, I was really enjoying it. And that's the Almighty Johnsons. Oh, uh, um, yeah. I mean, this was the one I was most worried about, even though I think I had it as my number one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it, it's the slowest burn and- I did feel that when looking back on it as a recommendation, I did think, geez, I, I, I loved this by the time it got to season three. <laughs> yeah. I, I know that I binged the entire first season in one sitting yeah. because I was I was sick. Um, yeah. And then I went back and watched the first two or three and I was like, oh, you know what? It's a pretty slow start. Um, I, th- I think it just tonally, <laughs> in particular, the first episode is a little bit all over the shop tonally, where it's like some of it's funny, but it's not really a comedy, and some of it's dramatic, but there's not really enough drama there to kind of hold me as an audience member. But I do find the premise really intriguing, and I did like a lot of the characters, even from the start. So, yeah, giving it that time, like you said, with Devil is a Part-Timer, to kind of get into the feeling of that... Um, by episode three, I was really enjoying it because I do, I like all of the brothers. I love the cousin, Olaf, the bald guy. He's great. Um, and I think for the most part, the acting is pretty good. The, the concept is very interesting and done in a different way than I expected. I thought that like when you told me the premise, I, it sounded more humorous to me than it is. It sounded kind of like it's a it silly- being, And I, yeah. think, I think that's, again, the fact that I'm sort of looking back on three seasons of TV that I watched several yeah. years ago. Yeah. And I'm remembering sort of little snapshots because, it, yeah, it, it is more dramatic and less yeah. out-and-out comedy than I remembered. Yeah. And um, so by maybe episode- that's to come in later seasons. Yeah. I, I don't recall. And so by episode three, when I'd really settled into it, I I was really enjoying it. And I'm this, yeah, I'm definitely going to continue on with this one and see what happens. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. So I'm a B minus on this one. It's it's not as strong as the other shows, but I can see myself watching it through to the end, certainly at this point, because I am curious enough to see where it goes and and how it's It's, handled. And and given it is more dramatic than I thought, I'm curious to see what kind of stakes it plays with as well with its characters. So, Oh, the the stakes are definitely, definitely high. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And to give you an indication, the one thing I do remember, because it is, it is several years ago since I watched it. um, But I do remember after season two finished. Yeah. um, From memory, it got cancelled. Yes, and, and then fans petitioned I, and it came back. I, I, I remember signing online petitions and <laughs> yeah. it was obviously a lot more uh, of this happening in New Zealand than over here, but yeah. um, throwing my voice into the mix and 
I remember this and probably Winona Earp is the only other show I can remember where I was so pleased to have been part of a fan voice that actually got a final season made. Yeah. Um, it happened with both of those shows and and I was, you know, season three was such a kind of gift from the gods when it yeah. finally dropped. So, um, yeah, nice. All righty. Well, given that this was, I think, your highest recommend of the it five. It was, yeah. I feel, I feel really bad <laughs> and let me, let me clarify things. The reason it is where it is is because I've only watched three episodes. Yeah. And I really didn't like the first one. Right. Yeah. The the how, is the first so, one so, scaffolding? No. So uh obviously talking about how to with John Wilson. Yeah. Which which I was the most reticent about because you did say it was produced by Nathan <laughs> produced Fielder by Nathan and I Fielder, yep. fucking <laughs> hate his show. Um and so I was coming into it really kind of, you know, a, a bit skittish. Um, the first one was how to do small talk. Oh, yes. Yep. <laughs> and I mean, maybe if I watched it again now, having watched two other episodes and kind of having a feel for what Understanding the show is. Understanding what it is, yeah. Maybe. But it it, it just felt a, a bit kind of nothing. Yeah. So, and, and you might be able to clarify this. Having watched three episodes now, and they got progressively better, the scaffolding one was at least interesting. Yeah. Because you're looking at this, the- the city and well, multiple cities because he he goes down to New Orleans, I think it is as well. Yeah, um, and you learn a lot about scaffolding. It was quite <laughs> interesting. Um, I do, yeah. but um, it, it, that was quite interesting. By the time we got to the memory one, that one I yeah. really enjoyed. Yes, yeah, which, I remember which is really why I that one too, where he ends could- up at the group about the uh, Mandela effect and oh, stuff. Oh, the fucking weird. Yeah, d- d- like yeah, <laughs> I still. But as as I went on. I started more and more to get the sense, and and I I don't know if this is the case. You might know about how these episodes are made. It started to feel more and more like he is a guy with severe social anxiety. Yeah, who who just walks around filming constantly. Yeah, I believe that's it, or at least that is. Whether or not that's really him or whether that's just the kind of quote-unquote character that he's playing in this docuseries is a bit hard to tell. It's a similar thing with Nathan Fielder where he plays this very kind of socially awkward guy and it's like, well, how much of that is really him and how much of it is this character he's portraying? But, yeah, that that, I believe that that essentially is how the show is made. He just walks around filming everything. But the question I've got is- is that how the show is made or does he literally have like a serial killer house that is full of <laughs> tens of thousands of hours of footage because he literally never takes the camera off his eye yeah. and and just walks he around watches filming everything, everything through the lens. Yeah. And has he yeah. then sat back and gone, shit, I've got literally a 10,000 years worth of footage. Yeah. And that has then gone and- Extract, pull together bits and pieces that have a thematic through line, and then added voiceover about scaffolding. I I believe it's the first one. I I think that that's more just how the show is presented that it's put together. But I don't I don't believe that he has this house full of videos. I, I think I think most of it is so many on the fly. Random, I don't think uh, it's 
it's, I don't think it's as much archival footage as it looks like. I think it's very cleverly made to look like that, but I really, think that a lot of it is I mean, is obviously, you've, you've got certain bits where he's interviewing people that are on yeah. point. They're on topic. Yeah. But where he's adding voiceover to just footage <laughs> of yeah. someone yeah. pissing on a wall or <laughs> yeah. someone, you know, know, hanging on a bit of scaffolding, it really feels like he's- Gone. Yeah. I've got a lot of footage of scaffolding. I'll go and interview some people about scaffolding. I'll go to that yeah. conference about scaffolding, and I'll use all of this other archival <laughs> shit and just add some voiceover about it's insane. And sometimes people use it as a toilet. It it reminds me of that. Um, I don't know if you would have seen it, but in the in the kind of video editing community, there's this fantastic video that got shared around on YouTube years ago uh, about B roll. And it's like, you know, come on down to the B-roll emporium. We've got that B-roll. You know, you, you, want a, you want a sad woman with her face against a wall? We've got that B-roll. Why is her face against the wall? Because she's sad. You, you, want, a, you want a white man and a black woman walking down a beach together? We've got that B-roll. That, that, that is kind of what it reminds me of where, yeah, yeah, like you say, there's just kind of this endless massive footage that he somehow has. But, I, yeah, I do believe that he must be... I think I think the episodes are more produced than they seem. Oh, I'm sure they are. But I I just I find this show extremely clever, but I guess it really comes down, you know, I'm the kind of I am the wanker who you know the the plastic bag scene in American Beauty where it's like, yeah, there is beauty in that plastic bag. You know, that's that that's the kind of vibe I get from this series where you know, there's something beautiful about watching that guy piss on the scaffolding. You know, it's like well, the, the <laughs> thing that the thing that I did get, which I didn't expect, and which will probably shock you, but hopefully in a good way, is that by the time I got to the end of the third episode, there's something weirdly moving about this show. Yeah, there there is. It, yes, it's, it's that's exactly right. It's kind of like Quiana Scarzi with a voiceover. It's Real life captured. Yes, it's artistic in its own way. It's very, yeah, and very moving, emotionally, strangely, when it doesn't feel like it should be. And yes, he's sort of giving it the cynical voiceover and, and kind of making it a joke of things. But at the same time, you could, I, I kind of felt like you could turn the sound down yeah. to, to nil yeah. and just watch this footage yeah. of life happening. And yep. now I'm the one sounding wanky, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it, it genuinely did start to get quite moving watching yeah. all of these people because, I mean, yes, he's making a joke that there's a guy using the scaffolding as a toilet, but at the same time, it's footage of, you know, probably a homeless guy. Yeah, yeah. And people just walking past him. And and. It's it's all of these things one after the other. It's it, he's he's capturing real life. Yes, yeah, happening in the in this you know the, the the busiest city on earth where stuff's happening all the time and and you've got people who get overlooked. You've got people who are rushing to this, rushing to that. You've got people who are friends meeting. It's kind of like, and I know you love this as well. That end scene of Love Actually at the airport where yeah. you've just got all yep. these little tiny vignettes of. People, 
encountering yeah. one another, departing from one another. All yeah. it, it, it's that sort of. I'm, gl- I'm glad. Th- I'm glad that you got that because <clears throat> yeah, that is what I love about the show, and that's why I recommended it. Is that kind of emotive feeling that I at least get watching something like that, and it's this. It is the same feeling that I get watching Nathan Fielder's stuff, which I know that you're not a fan of. He's the fa- such the a fact- dickhead. <laughs> The fact that after three episodes of this, you started to at least kind of feel that. I, I'm definitely going to watch more. And that's why I said it, it gives it's, me, it's hard to place yeah. this. And I, and I have to do it based on what I've seen so far. <laughs> it and gives I, me I hope didn't that maybe one day two, you could enjoy some Nathan Fielder stuff. <laughs> no, no. I, let's not get ahead of ourselves. Um, but I, I do see how to with John Wilson. Um, it, I'm giving it a C. Yeah. But I'm giving it a C based on the fact that the first two episodes, if I wasn't doing this, I probably wouldn't have continued. Yeah, and I'm right. I'm glad that we were doing this, and I did, and I will watch more. And and if it's more, if it continues as I suspect it will, to now that I kind of know what it is, and I'm I'm kind of in sync with the vibe that he's giving to these. Yeah. Um. I I do expect to enjoy it more and more as it goes, and and I I think, uh, it. C is not where it's going to live. I think that's just where it is at the moment. Yeah. Nice. Well, my last one is ironically also what I think is probably the best made show that I watched of the five, The Fades. I think this is, from the moment it starts, I think it's very engaging, but there's something about it that never got me hooked. Uh, I don't know what it is. I think that it's really well put together. I think that there are some genuine scares in here too. Like this is much more of a horror than I expected it to be. Yeah, yeah. It's. Um, it's- I had no idea that it was you know written, created, directed by Jack Thorne, who has given us lots of good stuff. Obviously, his Dark Materials is the big one he's mm. working on at the moment. Uh, Anola Holmes, which I haven't seen, but um, uh, Anola Holmes is great. Yeah, yeah, but this show is very well written, very well produced and everything. But yeah, it just didn't grab me and I'm not sure why yet. I am going to keep going because it is very short. There's only six episodes total. So it would feel wrong to leave a story unfinished. But yeah, I'm not really sure what it is about me, about it that didn't grab me. That's weird. I I was more worried about... um Probably the magicians than this resonating, yeah. and I don't know why because I, the magicians is as you know one of my favourite shows of all time. Yeah. You'd think I, you'd think I'd back it a little bit more, <laughs> yeah. but I guess yeah. I, I guess that's because because I'm more invested and I kind of want people to like it and I'm nervous yeah. if they won't. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah no, uh, the fades is a weird one. It's it got cancelled. So it Oh, I didn't realize it was canceled. I assumed there was, that it was only ever planned was, for six episodes. There was a, there was going to be a season 2 and it got canceled and right. there was a massive uproar with fans. Um but to me even though you kind of get to the end you go, "Oh, fuck." Um <laughs> yeah. I kind of have come to kind of like where it ends. Yeah, okay. Yeah. It's like it, it it doesn't end particularly happy. Yeah. But I think- Well, that's okay. I'm okay with an unhappy ending. Yeah. I, I think it ends well. Yeah. I think there's something about it that feels almost 
derivative in certain ways. And it's probably because I'm watching it now, whatever it is, 10, 15, 20 years later. And, (laughs) you know, we've seen, uh, like, I think horror has had a real resurgence. You know, like, I think the last 10 years have been almost like the 80s for horror, particularly for more kind of darker, less campy horror. Um, I can't keep up with the number of every every time I turn on Netflix or Prime or whatever, there's there's some new- yeah, genre show on there that I mean I've got to the point where I, before I even start I just jump on and look at IMDb <laughs> and look at whatever yeah. and just go yeah. Do, am I even going to waste time on episode yeah. one of this? Yeah, and so while I can recognise that the fades is very well put together, I think it just didn't. I didn't feel an emotional connection to it like like I want to. Like I didn't fall in love with any of the characters like I sure. often will with a show. And that's kind of what keeps me going back usually is the characters. So I recognize this was really good. I'm I'm giving it a C plus. It's not a bad show by any stretch. It just for me didn't suck me in. But yeah, I am gonna finish it. Like especially I've only got three episodes left. Why wouldn't I? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> well I mean, this was this was fun. Were there any big surprises for you, either in what you watched or in what I thought of things? Um, probably episode three of How to with John Wilson was a surprise yeah. to me, and and how it affected me. I I really went into that not expecting to like it. Yeah. Um, because I think the one thing, and, and you and I are in sync on most things, but I think the one thing where we 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 differ is. Um, your bizarre love of this cringe comedy <laughs> stuff. Um, it's it's I, not I, cringe. I, that, like, here's the thing for me, and this is what I, you know, I'm a big fan as well of a TV show, uh, TV show called Impractical Jokers, which a lot of people would class in that kind of cringe comedy thing. But I don't like stuff like Jackass, for example. I, oh, no, I, that, that's just moronic. But, yeah. but you, I, I'm sure you would like the, the English office. Oh, yes, I, I do. I love Which, the English office, I, yeah. I, I love Ricky Gervais. I love Stephen <laughs> Merchant. I appreciate the genius of the writing of that, but I yeah. find it almost impossible to watch because I, I, I David Brent, I find, I, literally makes my skin crawl to watch yeah. how how awkward. <laughs> and I, I don't understand the people that like that sort of – I haven't watched the – U.S. office, which I'm I'm told is very different in tone, I, I was and that I absolutely say, should watch it. Yeah, um, for years and years and years, I would have sworn black and blue that oh, you know, the British office of course, it's the original, it's superior, of course it is. But I got to say, I've rewatched the U.S. office probably three or four times, and it is close to a perfect series. Mm. Like, oh, no, I've, I've, it's very much on my to do yeah. list is is to get into that because if you I'm don't sure- like the cringe stuff, you will have to push past the first. I'd say one and a half seasons. And after that, that's really when they took the ball and ran with it and went, you know what? If we want people to watch this show, this guy has to be likable to some extent. He can still do stupid, cringy things, but by the end of each episode, you have to kind of feel bad for him or something like that. And that's when it really becomes like a perfect show. But yeah, I think this was, I think we should definitely do something like this again. (laughs) I've already got another five in mind. (laughs) Just having gone through this, there's, there's other things. I was like, oh, I should have put this on my list. All right. Well, what are we getting to next week, mate? Shit. Where are, what are we getting to next oh, week? Oh, I'll tell you what we're getting to. Knock at the cabin. We're getting to some Shyamalan. Oh, fuck. 
I'm All excited. Right. And I've somehow convinced <laughs> Noosa to see it, even though it looks quite horror adjacent. She's she's like, yeah, I'll watch that. So that'll that'll be fun. That's date night on Friday. <laughs> oh God, that poor woman. Not no, only is it fine. horror, Leave her but alone. it's gonna suck. <laughs> no, I'm keen. I, I have high hopes. Uh, uh, all right. In the meantime, if you want to get in touch with us, you can do that at wewatchthething.com or wewatchthething at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all under the handle at wewatchthething. If you want to help support the show, you can do that at patreon.com forward slash wewatchthething. You know, hit us up. Tell us what you thought of any of these shows. I We yeah. got some good feedback to the first um, part of this, and I had at least one listener say that they binged uh, How To with John Wilson and loved it. So, <laughs> so you're, you're people, Billy. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll catch you next week. See ya. Oh, yeah.